Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry in for an under-the-weather Zach Bingham this morning. Uh, make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Also, find the links to the show on our Twitter timeline, at A to Z Sports, also our Instagram story also at it is esports and hit us up on TikTok as well, especially as uh, practice videos. We get great TikTok conversation and content there from Titans practices. But we got to thank our sponsors before we officially get going because they make everything happen for us and they help out you guys. If you're looking for a new car, Wilson County Hyundai, that's where you should turn uh, to make them a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, plus Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. So, Jack, you're in for Zach this morning. Uh, Hopefully, uh, Zach feels better uh, throughout the rest of the week. But yesterday, after Titans OTAs, we'll dive into the full story about Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill, what they're actually doing on the field. But we're not going to play the video because it's going to waste more time. But Ryan Tannehill stood up at the podium yesterday, and and before any questions were asked, he passionately, that's my word, addressed uh, the mentor gate comments that completely got spun out of control. And I'm just glad that that can be over because I didn't think much of it when it happened. Obviously, national media uh, have been running with it for like the last three weeks. But Jack, how do you feel about what Tannehill said yesterday uh, to the Nashville media? Well, he buried the hatchet. You know, he wiped the slate clean. He put Mentor Gate to bed. He tucked it in, read it a good night story, and sent it off to sleep. Uh, It's important for Tannehill, too, because remember, what he said yesterday came exactly three weeks after his first comment, which was, you know, it's not my job to mentor Malik Willis. And I understand there was no ill will in that statement, but it didn't sound great. And, you know, when you're looking at optics, the team just drafted a new QB. Tannehill's in a pivotal year of his contract. The Titans want to stick with him, not just through this year, but next year as well. Um, and maybe even further down the line if things really go well. But um, it, it was it, it, Malik Willis did a good job in kind of cleaning it up after Tannehill's original comments. I thought he handled it really well. Malik mm-hmm. Willis on the microphone has yep. been incredibly impressive so far. Um, I think everyone can agree with that. But, you know, Willis showed maturity in saying, you know, Tannehill invited us over. We we buried the hatchet. It was never a big deal. We had dinner. He's a good guy. He, we're going to compete. We're going to make each other better, yada, yada, yada. Tannehill yesterday said, you know, I when, when it happened – and it blew up. It blew up pretty quickly, right? National media kind of got this and ran with it, and Titans media did too. Um, well, and I want to I want to address Shannon real quick, Jack, because okay. Shannon says y'all turned it into Mentor Gate. No, like it, Mentor Gate was a coined term to really poke fun at what it became, because most of Nashville media understood what Ryan Tannehill was saying. Most of Nashville media did. We know Ryan Tannehill. We know what kind of teammate he is, and we understand the honesty that he asked the question with. Did he answer it a little too honest? Maybe, but that's because of national perception, not because of what we that we did. 
We talked about this on A to Z Sports the next day. I was at the press conference and we talked about that and how we downplayed the comment. But when you know the Grizzlies are playing on national TV in a playoff game against the Warriors and you've got that broadcast team talking about how Ryan Tannehill said this and said that and Adam Schefter tweets out a quote graphic and everything gets taken out of context and all these national shows that have talking heads or or just taking the it's not my job to mentor him without including the rest of the quote. That's where it got been out of shape. It wasn't on us for blowing something up. We tried, tried to downplay it and talk about what it was. Yes, but not everyone in Titans media was that way, right? I sure. mean, let's face it, it's May. You know, clicks and views are down. What's going to get those back up? Uh, let's let's have a little QB controversy with the new quarterback in town, Malik Willis. Now, I know that's not something that we particularly did, but there were some serious stories written about it. I mean, you, you can't forget what happened just a few weeks ago. But fast forward to yesterday. Tannehill said, you know, all he wants to do is win. He texted Malik, and they've been in constant communication since Willis was drafted. Constant communication. That's not just like a, hey, welcome to the team. Can't wait to practice with you. You know, and Malik Willis fires back, hey, man, same, ready to get to work. No, they've been talking constantly, he said, since the draft. Um, and Tannehill mentioned, you know, that he's a competitive guy, that he's going to make Willis better. They're going to work together. They're going to learn together. They're going to grow together. So it, I, I just I, I found it to be important in the fact that that's the end of it. And from this point forward, it won't be about that anymore. It will be about getting ready for this season. Tannehill's the clear-cut guy for the entirety of this year as long as he's healthy. So there's no real controversy. The only thing that made it a big deal was Tannehill maybe misstepping and, and saying, you know, tricky. It's a tough topic to talk about for the guy, but uh, I, I thought that he cleaned it up very well yesterday. Yeah, and, and Roy says national media have been trying to dog out the Titans for a few years now. Well, it's Ryan Tannehill's an easy target, right? Like he sucked in the playoffs. The Titans lost to the Bengals, and now it's easy to pile on Ryan Tannehill. It's kind of like I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill – is Nickelback, but it's easy to pile and make jokes about Nickelback being a bad band and putting out bad music, even though everybody knows uh, that you jammed out to that song, those yeah, songs back in the day. It's like, but it's the easy joke. It's the low hanging fruit. That is Ryan Tannehill this offseason to all of Nashville, all of national media. And we also know that locally we can talk about Ryan Tannehill nearly every day and people want to engage in that conversation. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And, it's kind of, you know, it's every year. There's a couple quarterbacks who kind of suck it up to, at, the, at the end of the season. Uh, they stink up they stink up the whole joint. And then they have the whole offseason to hear about it. Baker Mayfield's one of those guys this offseason. He lost his job. He doesn't know where he's going to play next. I mean, Cleveland's holding right. him hostage as a backup. But we'll see what happens there. I'm not saying Tannehill is Baker Mayfield. I'm saying that they're one and the same and that they did not finish last season strong, which means they get an entire offseason to just listen to exactly how bad they played at the end of the year. So let's let's get to this because uh, and now and now I'm getting all these Nickelback conversations like Orlando saying Nickelback was great group I don't get the hate <laughs> Shannon says Nickelback is a terrible band says the guitar player here and Jeff says but Nickelback had success Tannehill has it I, you know I think Tannehill's bank account talks about the success that he's had thirteen as a starter since he yeah like he's had success he had a he had a god awful game against the Bengals in January and nobody denies that even Ryan Tannehill well let's get to the real work that was done. Because for all the people who think that A to Z Sports is trying to blow up all the mentor gate conversations, I posted yesterday video evidence 
of Ryan Tannehill being a quote mentor to Malik Willis to poke fun at this whole situation. Cause I was watching these two guys practice all day yesterday uh, throughout the morning. And in several instances, I saw Tannehill just watching thoroughly watching Malik Willis go through the drills. And here's some of that evidence of Ryan Tannehill being exactly what he is a good teammate helping out Malik Willis. So there's just, you know, a minute and a half or so of Tannehill watching over Malik Willis go through the drills that he just went through. So, Jack, I want to get everybody's opinion on what they just uh, watched. And Matthew says Logan Woodside's getting the middle child treatment. <laughs> That's uh, I mean, it's not incorrect there. But, uh, but so, all right. So here's the question we're going to ask everybody. And we'll play that video again. What's your biggest takeaway after seeing Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill practice together at Titans OTAs. What is your biggest takeaway from watching that video of Tannehill Malik Willis working together? Uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about our great sponsor, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know who to trust. They've got over 12 physicians there at the Bone and Joint Institute who specialize in any type of joint injury you could possibly have. Hopefully you don't need surgery, but if you do, they've got the hands there that can get you back to recovery. Also the rehab facility as well to help you deal with any type of injury. The region's destination, that means Middle Tennessee, Southern Kentucky, Northern Alabama, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, boneandjointtn.org. Yes, download the BetMGM app, by the way, after the show. If you're a sports better and you do not have the BetMGM app on your phone, you're doing it wrong, plain and simple. New users, download the BetMGM app. Use promo code A to Z Sports. You see it on your screen there, A-T-O-Z Sports. You'll receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your initial deposit. That's risk-free, right? Risk-free bet all the way up to $1,000. You can put it on on the Warriors. You can put it on the Celtics. You can put it on any NHL team in action tonight or any MLB team. There's day ball. If you want to do it right after the show ends and hop into a Pirates game, you can do that too. But make sure you use that promo code A to Z Sports to cash in on a risk-free bet up to $1,000 on BetMGM. All right, so live here on this Wednesday, I just played a video of Tannehill and uh, Malik Willis working together, and you saw Tannehill coaching up Malik Willis through some drills. So I'll play that uh, video again here 
in a few minutes. But Jack, I want to send you the comment section because we asked everybody, what's your biggest takeaway after seeing Willis and Tannehill practice together at Titans OTAs on Tuesday? Uh, so Jack, what are the people saying in the comments? Sin City Titans uh, saying we need a new future QB, saying Malik Willis oh. may not look ready. So we're My already God. bailing it's, on Malik Willis two days into OTAs. His fourth practice, right? He had two, well, I guess third, or maybe fifth. His, he had three days of rookie minicamp and two days of OTAs, and you know, Sin City Titans were ready to move Time on. Time to move on. Time to move yeah, on. Exactly. Uh, AJB says Malik's two years away from starting. I mean, realistically, you're, you may not be that far off. Uh, ben Hall said, just looked like what teammates do. Not a big deal and what we should have expected. It's just guys playing ball. Um, Bobby Dingman, not a QB guru, but he doesn't love the way uh, Willis's mechanics look. Um, a lot shorter than Tannehill in stature and a low release point. They're going to work on that. That's big, yeah. Ryan and Malik like each other, says Shannon. It, well, yeah, on the field, it didn't look like they were getting in any wrestling, uh, wrestling fights or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, the optics looked good yesterday. Just... Tannehill kind of helping him out as he needed. Um, Ryan was coaching Malik. Yes, Roy is right. Devin says that Tanny's release is way higher and smoother. Hopefully Willis can throw over the line. Willis is 6'1". It's not like he's Drew Brees you know, and Russell Wilson. He is 6'1 still. Um, the national yeah, so, media. About their stature, Malik Willis is 6'1", but a lot thicker, right? And, and Tannehill's 6'4", plus, and a lot more lengthy. Mm-hmm. and thinner than Willis is where Willis is built like he's not a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Titans shouldn't have drafted a QB until next year. Think, think he should have thinks the Titans should have waited till next year. It's a gamble. John Robinson loves to gamble, but uh, they did land Malik Willis late in the third round. Um, Woodside has been the forgotten one, and that will probably continue to be the case. Eric Castillo, their teammates all good in the hood. It did look all good in the hood. You're right. Polly D about that. Looks like Tannehill was giving advice and being positive. Harry, Harry Wells says that. Um, Ryan, let's see. Ryan Tannehill was still in recovery when he said he's not a mentor. Um, okay. Well, he said his, he, he didn't. He said it's not his job to mentor Malik yeah. Willis, and that's true. It's not his job. And Tannehill talked about the difference in being a good teammate and a mentor. A mentor is a lot more serious of a process and relationship than just being really good teammates. And again, being that they might be mentors, a mentor mentor relationship down the road. We have no idea uh, what that looks like. But Jack, I'm going to play the video one more time uh, of these guys working together. Yes, obviously you can see the, the, the significant difference in Ryan Tannehill's ability to work through the drills and Malik Willis's ability to work through the drills. Now we have to understand this is like day five of Malik Willis going through some of these drills or even less than that. So he's still learning how to go through the drills where Tannehill has been going through these same type of drills that Titans quarterbacks go through for the last three years. So here's the video one more time before I give my main takeaway from this. Thank you. 
I think that was the most important part, right? Because you saw in that second rep of that drill where they were using the bags there, Malik Willis like rushed through the drill because he's not exactly comfortable and sure with what the purpose of the drill is yet. And then Tannehill quickly corrected him. And then you saw Malik's head nod like, yeah, I got it. And then the third rep was much better. So my main takeaway from this, Jack, is there is zero doubt in my mind that the Titans are a three quarterback roster. <laughs> this is all three of these guys are going to make the 53 man roster with it being Tannehill, Logan Woodside and Malik Willis. And to take that a step further, Malik Willis had a lot of work to do to become the backup quarterback. At, right now, I expect Malik Willis to be inactive wearing street clothes for the majority of the Titans games this upcoming season. And that's nothing against Malik Willis's ceiling as a quarterback in this league. It's just how far he has to go. Like the guy, the guy was playing a high school offense that Hugh Freeze runs in college. <laughs> And has so much work to do because of what he was not coached to do uh, in college for four years. And so I, I, there's a lot to like about Malik Willis. His athleticism, his explosive ability, his arm talent is obvious when you watch him in person. But he's got so many technical, mechanical things to work on that is not realistic to, to think Malik Willis can really help you that often this upcoming season. And Logan Woodside knows what to do. Logan Woodside is has become more of a polished quarterback over the last couple of years of being the Titans' backup than where Malik Willis is right now. And that's the guy who's going to limit mistakes in a backup role if something happens to Tannehill. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'd you know, characterize Logan Woodside as a polished quarterback, but no, he's I didn't been say that. He said he has been, he has become more polished, more polished. That's different. He's, he's been in the system for, for now. What, what is it? Three years. Uh, he was on the practice squad in 2018. Then he went to go play in the AAF. And this then is, I believe this is, uh, this will be year three of him on the full roster being right? the number he, two. Yes. 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 So, yeah, you're right. You know, he knows how to run the offense. And Zach and I had this conversation last week while you were on vacation. Um, we said that, you know, to open the season, this is Logan Woodside's job as the backup quarterback. Malik Willis will not be ready week one to step in as the backup if, God forbid, something happens to Ryan Tannehill. Logan Woodside's been in the offense. He knows what's expected of him when he goes in there. Uh, he has at least some rapport with some of the receivers already. I know he works with, you know, guys lower on the depth chart, but. He's thrown to NWI. He's thrown to, you know, I guess Mason Kinsey, although Mason Kinsey won't be cracking the 53 most likely. But it's it's absolutely Logan Woodside as the number two for at least the first half of the season. I would like to see Willis make some progress and start dressing out, you know, the last five, six weeks of the regular season. But again, he's not you, – you hope that he doesn't have to contribute this year. You hope that Malik Willis and Logan Woodside – don't take a snap in the regular season aside from a victory kneel down in a blowout game against the Jaguars or the Texans. So I, I'm with you. It's a three-quarterback roster. They're carrying three. Malik Willis is not going to be active, um, most likely. You know, I, I, Logan Woodside's going to stick around. He, he's just going to be there. There's no point in cutting him. And I know everyone's going to say, "Well, what about the injuries they had last year? If they had all these, if they have all these injuries again, they can't afford to be wasting a spot on the 53 man." But, you know, again, this was the most injured team in football history. I don't expect that to happen again. Um, so, yeah, Logan Woodside as the two going into the seasons. What's going to happen? It, even if Willis looks excellent in preseason, 
think Logan Woodside's going to open up as the backup. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. No doubt whatsoever uh, that I that I feel that going on. And obviously, something Facebook again. Like I guess, I guess we're gonna have to change the way we play practice videos on the live shows. I don't understand why um, why there's an issue uh, with us playing these practice videos on live shows, but we can post it to Facebook and no issue is had. So I'm not exactly sure why Facebook is. Uh, doing that to us all of a sudden because that's seems like it's new as of you know recently. Uh, so I know it's the music, uh, Jeff, uh, who's now on YouTube. I just don't understand why we can post the same video to Facebook yesterday and it's got 135,000 views. Yet when I play it on a live stream video, it shuts it down. So again, I, I don't understand the difference in that. Um, I understand it's the music though. Real quick, I want to address a comment. Yogi Hurt says Woodside will never touch the field. Y'all are bugging. You're right. He probably won't, but he's well, the he most he ready. He, he's the most ready right now and will be the most ready by week one to step in if Tannehill goes down. He just knows how to run that offense. He's familiar with the system. Willis, there's going to be growing pains with Willis. Week one, he will not be ready to step in if Tannehill sprains his ankle in week one against the Giants. Yeah. All right. A to Z Sports here live on uh, this. Wednesday show, I tweeted out yesterday that seven Titans skill players stood out Tuesday. That included Robert Woods, Austin Hooper, and Caleb Farley. I'm going to go through uh, why these guys uh, did stand out to me yesterday here in a second. And we'll hear again from Ryan Tannehill uh, shortly. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Check out Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. We talk about trust a lot, and car buying a new car right now is very difficult with all the situations in the world uh, as well. And so make sure you know where you can go and where you can feel comfortable with making the big purchase that is a new vehicle for you. Hyundai has is a great brand, has a lot of fantastic models for you that can fit your different lifestyle, whatever that you need that to be. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. For you sports bettors, this is a sports book that will fit your lifestyle. It's BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and new users. Plug in that code you see on your screen, A to Z Sports, A-T-O-Z Sports, and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's risk-free. You can bet it on whatever you'd like, MLB, NHL, NBA, hell, the SEC baseball tournament. You, BetMGM has a very wide selection of sports. So bet that risk-free bet up to $1,000 on whatever you'd like. And if you lose it, no, no skin off your back. You still have the money you deposited. You'll still come in with what you got. Uh, if you win the bet, even better. You get you get free money. It's extra money in your account. You get to roll that over and start making some profit. But you can't do it unless you use that promo code on your screen, ATOZ Sports. That's right. It is Sports here live on this Wednesday. So I tweeted this out uh, yesterday after practice. I said, Titans skill players who sit out today for positive reasons. And I just wanted to name a few guys, but Robert Woods, Austin Hooper, Kyle Phillips, Des Fitzpatrick, David Long Jr., Caleb Farley, and Theo Jackson. So I'll just kind of go through all of these guys on why I singled them out. That, that's just any of a few. I mean, there's others that stand out. I left linemen out of it uh, just because it's hard to kind of judge offensive and defensive line play and potentially other linebackers in this time of the year with zero pads on, but the skill players that stood out, Robert Woods 
Like, and I talked about this some yesterday from the Titans facility uh, in the, on the morning show that I did solo. Robert Woods being out there doing what he's doing is very surprising to me in a great development because look, he's going through it probably at like 60% speed. I don't know what percent speed he's at, but he's not close to hundred percent. And obviously when he has to cut off of his left leg, it's not as sharp or as explosive as when he cuts off of his right knee, but that's totally fine. He's like six, six and a half months out of surgery right now and is going through back-to-back days of OTA practices. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, like the fact that he practiced on Monday, then the swelling and the recovery was good enough for him to come back out and go through practice again yesterday. That's just a great situation for me. And if you want to react to that, go for it on Robert Woods real quick. Yeah, it's absolutely refreshing to see Robert Woods out there. Uh, you mentioned, and, and I thought Taylor Lewan's comments yesterday were interesting about how, you know, last offseason, last season, wasn't fun for him. He was coming off the same thing Robert Woods is. It's an ACL injury. Robert Woods, obviously different bodies heal at different rates. And they're, they're, those two guys, Robert Woods and Taylor Lewan, very different bodies. But it's refreshing to see him out there because Lewan mentioned he couldn't even start running till mid-June or July last year. So to have Robert Woods healthy like this, and by the way, I don't want this to go unnoticed either. The Titans are kind of flaunting him, right? I've seen a lot of Robert Woods ever since he got here. I feel like when Julio Jones arrived, he, you know, older guy, banged up, had injury issues in the past. They, they uh, did you feel that they kind yes. of hit him a little yeah. bit? They no, kind they, of- no, 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 no. They flaunted Robert Woods. Uh, I'm sorry, they flaunted out Julio like on on social media. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, do you remember? Remember there was a, there were pictures well, I, of yeah, obviously of the Julio first, the first getting off the Julio. plane and hugging uh, J. Rob and all that. But, right? but when it came to you know Julio Jones not being 100 at practice, you know, and Robert Woods not nearly being 100 yet with his ACL injury, I, I feel like they're they're saying, "Hey, look at this guy, man. He's way I mean, this, Look, this time a year ago, Julio was still on the Falcons. Um, he wasn't traded. He showed up at a voluntary OTA right after he was traded. Then he was there for mandatory minicamp and Julio Jones looked so good at this time of last year. Like I remember being there for his first few practices with the Titans and he looked explosive, fast, healthy, young, refreshed and everything. It again. So that tells you, you know, with that, it didn't, didn't matter uh, in that situation, but Robert Woods, very promising, uh, update from yesterday. So I'll, I'll keep going through my list. Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper. And he talked to the media some after practice too. And it, it looks like Austin Hooper is off to a very solid start with his Titans career and being able to be a big, reliable target for Ryan Tannehill. I like where this relationship is beginning. They connected several times throughout practice uh, on passes down the field all over the place. And so, you know, he talked about, you know, there's no magic pill you can take to create a pass catcher quarterback relationship, but it's about having these conversations and having these practice reps. And so I like, I really, really like where the Austin Hooper Tannehill relationship is at right now on May 25th. Yeah, that's going to be absolutely critical. I mean, Tannehill got nothing out of the tight end position last year. Anthony Ferkser was a complete ghost. Uh, I mean, Michael Pruitt and Jeff Swain, for God's sakes, had to carry the load uh, at, at that position. But you're right. I mean, they brought in Austin Hooper. It's one one year, $6 million. He's an established tight end in the league. He's had success in Cleveland. He, he's capable of doing what the Titans need him to do in this offense. 
and he's going to have some help around him. He's going to have Robert Woods. He's going to have Traylon Burks. He's going to have Chigakonkwu whenever Chigakonkwu is ready to step in yeah. and contribute in the passing game. That that's an that's a really key relationship, and Tannehill loved to use his tight ends when Jonu Smith was here and Anthony Ferkser was on the other side when they were running two tight end sets with those guys. Last year was different. I mean, it really wasn't much of an option. It was, it was you know, break glass in case of emergency type of option, which is not what you need out of a tight end. The mm-hmm. tight end is now in the, especially in the AFC, a critical position if you want to win late in late in January. Um, yeah. We've seen that. We we saw that from C.J. Uzama and the Bengals. We we've seen that from Mark Andrews and and the the Ravens. Darren Waller and the Raiders are, are on the rise. Dawson Knox and the Bills. Everybody that's contending in the AFC has one of those guys. So Austin Hooper stepping into that role would be massive for the Titans and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, A to Z Sports here live on uh, this Wednesday. If you've got if some of our Facebook people are now on YouTube, make sure you subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel while you're watching the show this morning. Going through the seven skill players uh, that stood out to me yesterday for positive reasons. I'll go through a couple defensive guys before uh, we go back on offense. Uh, because David Long Jr. is always noticeable on the practice field. The guy just flies around. You know, they're not wearing any pads, just helmets and jerseys and shorts. But David Long Jr. practices with an incredible physicality that I feel like it would be annoying to practice against. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's David Long Jr. to me. He's he's fast. He's physical. He is always punching at the football after every catch or run the Titans offensive weapons make. And that's gotta get annoying because I'm sure he's just bruising up people's arms by just constantly just swatting at the football. David Long Jr. always stands out in, in situations like this. Isn't that awesome though? Because he does he plays like that on the field. And what it is, it's that yeah. sixth round pick mentality. Yeah. He's got that chip on his shoulder and that's zero fear going anywhere. David Long Jr. has zero fear. Like I I don't like he stay I noticed this in uh, his second training camp, zero fear with this guy. And it's really fun to watch another guy uh, that was really positive to see out there. Like Robert Woods, Caleb Farley. Yes. Caleb Farley was big to see. Like I watched him warm up and I, I focused on his sprinting gait to see how he was able to extend his stride when they were doing some buildup uh, jogs and runs and sprints early on before they officially started practice. And he was wearing uh, long pants, but uh, I think it was Amani Hooker after practice mentioned that uh, Caleb Farley had a brace on on his knee, just like Robert Woods does. You couldn't no see it, but no but Caleb Farley looks good. He looks physically good. Mike Vrabel talked about how uh, he's been able to develop his body and how quickly his body developed after dealing with a back and a knee the last calendar year, but Caleb Farley looks the part. Now, where is he on the nuances and the mechanics of playing the position? But the fact that he's out there on May 24th going through reps and drills is a very positive thing, just like uh, where Robert Woods is. Caleb Farley is the player I'm most interested in during OTAs. Mike, you're right. Mike Vrabel said he filled out over the uh, over the time he's been yeah. recovering with his ACL. He yeah, no. Like no longer is his jersey look like it's hanging on a coat hanger. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I was going to go. Um, so, and I didn't get to see him up close and personal. You got to see more of him than I did. I just got to see what you guys posted online. Right. He looked quick. I don't know if he looked fast, but he looked quick in individual drills. I thought he, I thought he looked good. He, he had kind of a, a hop in his step. 
Um, they're going to need that. They did not address the cornerback position through free agency. They're sticking with what they got. They drafted Roger McCreary. It's going to be interesting to see where he fits in. But Caleb Farley is pivotal in this defense, right? You know you you know what you have in Christian Fulton. He's a guy who can who can cover number ones. Hopefully this year they let him follow follow the number ones around. They let him shadow these guys a little bit. But on the other side, you can't just have that guy getting picked on all day. Well, I just Caleb, don't know if that's the Titans' philosophy. I, I don't think they're a follow philosophy guy. Well, and they may not. But if Caleb Farley is not up to the task, then they may not have a choice. So fair, it's, fair. it's good to see Caleb Farley at least out there. I thought he looked good. I'm excited to see more of him this offseason. Yeah, uh, so there was a comment uh, that I saw um, that I wanted to bring up because it was somebody saying, like, is it that common – to not see, oh, here it is. Jacob says, is it is it common for this many defensive players to miss OTAs? And that's where I'm going to go with my last defensive guy on who I noticed yesterday that stood out for positive reasons. Kevin Byard is not there. So without Kevin Byard there, Theo Jackson got a lot of reps, a lot of quality reps for Theo Jackson, who is a six-round pick out of Tennessee at safety. I was surprised to see Theo Jackson get that many quality reps yesterday with Kevin Byard out. And I don't know if that's because Theo Jackson's doing really, really well on the mental side of things and the practice side of things so far, or if the Titans just don't have any other options at safety with Kevin Byard not being there. So for Jacob bringing it up, most of the big names who were not there yesterday were defensive guys. Obviously Derek Henry's not there. He's never really been there at this point in his career. Um, but big names like Kevin Byard, Jeff Simmons, Nico Autry, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, all not there. Zach Cunningham, not there on the defensive side of the ball. And so what's what do all of those people have in common? What do Kevin Byard, Jeffrey Simmons, well, not Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byard, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Nico Autry, Derek Henry, and Zach Cunningham have all in common? They're on at least their second contract in the NFL. And that second contract pays them very, very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're right. So they are proven. It's fine. Like they don't need to be there. Well, they're all leaders, but they're all really, really highly paid players. And you trust those guys and including Jeff, you trust those guys. So you know what? I'm fine with those guys not being there because it creates more opportunity for guys like Theo Jackson to get an accelerated pass. Exactly. The Titans can work on their depth with these guys out. The, the, yes. the one guy that I think Titans fans are most curious, at least I'm most curious about, um, is Zach Cunningham, just because he was late to arrive in the season last year. and uh, but, but he's a smart guy, right? He jumped in there. He looked the part immediately. Yeah. Flying all over the place, a tackle machine. But, um, yeah, no, none of those guys I have a problem with. I trust all of those guys to get ready on their own. And, I mean, when you talk about these guys, they they look like Greek gods, right? They they know what to do. They they know how to handle an off-season program without being in the building. They don't need to have 100% attendance at this thing. Yeah, and Jake says leaves room for the new guys to get reps. Absolutely. Uh, Potluck Ken says, I expect a lot more production from Dupree this season. I agree. I also uh, Orlando says, what about Rashad Weaver? And then Jeff says, Weaver was out there, looked kind of good. Look, I mean... I, I didn't spend as much time watching Rashad Weaver yesterday. Uh, the Titans media will be back there next Wednesday, a week from today for another session of OTAs. And so, you know, we try to bounce around to see different types of people, but also get the coverage that you guys want most. And I think Rashad, the one thing you notice about Rashad Weaver is that he's just a really, really big athletic looking body. 
And uh, he, had a, he had a great camp last year and a good preseason yes. as well. I think a lot of people were excited about him being a kind of a rotational piece on that on that no front. Doubt. Of so I, I'm also excited to see if he can get back to that level. And again, ACLs are never – was it an Achilles or ACL with him? His broken leg. Broken leg. Okay. One of, so neither. So not not a ligament. Um, we so, don't know if he had any. Yeah, the bone heals ligament. and then you're good to go. There's there, there's right. hopefully no compens, compensatory injury uh, over, from overcompensation, I guess, that Bud Dupree suffered with the abdominal strain last year. Right. So uh, you hope that he can hit the ground running and have a good full camp and be ready to contribute week one. I, I, I think Rashad Weaver could help this team out. Well, all right. So I got two more guys I want to go over. Um, Derek West, though, does say, I was a little surprised to see Taylor Lewine, but he was mentoring the young guys pretty well. So, Jack, quick plug for your article at A2ZSports.com. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Taylor Lewine came in with an awesome attitude yesterday, said that he's feeling more like himself than he ever has. Um, and obviously, after the, we were talking about ACL injuries, he had to, he had to spend last offseason dealing with that stuff, right? He comes into camp feeling good, feeling fresh. And he mentioned, you know, last year sucked. Whether it was you know early in the season and he got his butt whipped by Chandler Jones and the Arizona Cardinals, whether it was just trying to figure things out as the Titans were missing a lot of key guys, last year was not a fun year. Even though the team was able to you know secure that number one seed in the AFC, Taylor Lewan came in yesterday. He spent extra time helping Nicholas Petit Frere, uh, the the third round pick out of Ohio State, with with some reps and some offensive line drills. Look, Taylor Lewan's going to have a lot more responsibility this season than he has ever before. He lost Roger Saffold, the guy next to him at left guard, right? The Titans are having to find a new guy opposite of him. David Questenberry is not here anymore. He's in, uh, up in Buffalo with Saffold. So they got to find a right tackle guy, whether it's Petit Friere or Raiden stepping in there. They've got to work that out. They're, they're, it's going to be a new offensive line. He's going to have to, you know, help these guys kind of fit the mold for what they've done in years past. Probably Jamarco Jones right now. I think he's the leader in the clubhouse to start at left guard. Again, we have a full offseason to wait and see. But I was I was really refreshed with the energy and attitude Taylor Lewan brought to Titans OTAs yesterday. I think having him out there was a huge a huge plus for Mike Vrabel and that staff. Having a veteran on the offensive line where you're replacing two starters come in and kind of help contribute and teach a little bit that's massive. Yeah, it is massive. All right, so last two guys I want to talk about, and then we'll dive into Traylon Burks updates uh, as well. So I've I've gone through Robert Woods, Austin Hooper. David Long Jr., Caleb Farley, and Theo Jackson of who stood out for me uh, yesterday. Skill players that stood out to me. Two other guys, Kyle Phillips and Des Fitzpatrick. Kyle Phillips continues to make himself look different mm -hmm. out there on the practice field. As a rookie, he looks very well polished. He knows how to get to his spot efficiently. No wasted movement. He catches the football and he just gets open because of his preciseness uh, on his routes. That is something that the Titans do not have to teach him right now. He already knows that he is ahead of the curve for a lot of that. It's like he, it's like he took a lot of AP classes in high school and already had a bunch of credits when he got to college. That is what it feels like. Kyle Phillips is as a, as a wide receiver. Right now. He looks advanced, right? He, yes. he doesn't look like he belongs uh, or he is a rookie, I guess. And the Titans knew what they were doing when they drafted him. He's not going to burn people down the field. He ran a four five eight at the combine, but he looks a lot faster in pads. He's he's a guy who's a quick twitch guy who can separate himself from the guy covering him in short in short yardage situations and in, in you know in, in medium yardage situations. You need a ten yard first down. Uh, he can he, maybe he can run sideline to sideline. He's he's quicker than most of the guys covering him, and that and he showed that with his three cone drill at the combine. 
I believe he had the eighth best three cone drill of anyone at the combine, third best amongst receivers. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get comparisons to Hunter Renfro and Cole Beasley and all these guys because they're asked to do what Phillips will be asked to do his rookie season. It, right? It's not it's not catch seven balls for a hundred yards. It's make the big catches when you know on third downs. It's move the chains and give the defense something else to worry about, maybe underneath while you have Burks and Woods to threaten down the field. Right. And so two comments that come up. Um, Matthew says everyone looks good in t-shirts and shorts. And Polly D, love you blue, says, is Kyle a really good practice player? Or will this continue on to the NFL field? We have no idea. And we don't have any idea. Both of those comments are true. And and I was talking about this uh, with Paul Kaharski on the sideline yesterday during practice about Titans fans' infatuation with falling in love with low-level wide receivers. And we can go name and rattle off the laundry list of guys (laughs) Like Trey McBride and currently Mason Kinsey and Taylor uh, Taylor, Khalif and, Raymond. Well, Taylor Taylor was a was a third round pick. So he, yeah. that guy just I guess low up. low production. I mean, there's like Michael Preston. Like that guy was a camp phenom and fans loved him. But the difference with Kyle Phillips is that he shows the physicality on his tape. That he's not just undersized quick guy. He's he's physical. He puts his face in people when he's blocking. Like they use they used him at UCLA in a very uh, impressive way, uh, in strategic way to benefit and maximize his skill set. And I think Kyle Phillips is not going to be one of those guys. He played at UCLA. It's a Power Five school. Guess what? Kyle Phillips, little Kyle Phillips, that looks like he could be selling insurance. <laughs> little Kyle Phillips, I love that. Jack, no, he was Kyle. a four-star recruit. Like he's not just some tryhard who was a two-star walk-on that made it and then got drafted in the fifth round. The guy's a four-star athlete recruit out of California, went to a power five school, played under Chip Kelly, and scored 10 touchdowns in 11 games last year. And the the scouts that drool over measurables and numbers and and combine explosive benchmarks look at Kyle Phillips and say doesn't fit the standard <clears throat> where when you look at Kyle Phillips play football you're saying yeah that guy's a good football player and exactly. so I, I think there's a difference here with Phillips and, and I wrote a story when they drafted him I, I said that Kyle Phillips had probably the most exciting highlight reel of any of the guys the Titans drafted yeah. and remember you're talking about measurables Kyle Phillips is not a 5'8 receiver this dude is 5'11 almost 200 pounds so he's he's five he's five eleven one eighty nine. He's basically my sized. Five eleven is not the the five eight quick twitch guy that you use. No, he's not Khalif Raymond. Be, they're yeah. they're not really compromising with size here, right? Five eleven, a guy that works out of the slot, that's fine. He's not he's not a tiny dude who's going to go down if the wind blows twenty miles an hour. You know, right. so I, I I am also excited to see him. He can contribute in the punt return game. As well, John Robinson already commented on how he just looks comfortable back there fielding that thing. Sure. And the Titans could use that. Chester Rogers is not back. So the Titans could use a guy to fill those shoes. And Cal Phillips fits the bill. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, the last guy is Des Fitzpatrick. And I, and I don't want this to be overblown. Because I we tweeted this out. And <clears throat> somebody on Twitter responded, man, Des is catching fire all of a sudden. So Des Fitzpatrick. Failed to make the roster 
as a fourth round pick last year. It was an ultimate failure of a rookie season for Des Fitzpatrick. Only receiver drafted. Right. Of the class. Yes. <clears throat> now, Des Fitzpatrick had a positive day on May 24th at practice. That's, that's what I, I want to leave it at that. He had a good day. He made a really nice catch with a money hooker dragged all over his back. Physical catch. Caught the ball, secured it, was able to, to take the hit and continue upfield. So, there was a couple other good things you saw from Dez. He, 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 like Caleb Farley, has been spending some time in the weight room. You can tell by looking at him on the field. But I, I don't want to make this any more than Des Fitzpatrick had a very positive day on May 24th, 2022. I appreciate I appreciate you going about the Des Fitzpatrick situation the way you just did, good. right? Good day at practice, good day at OTAs. It's late May. That's all it is. We need a full body of work this offseason from Des Fitzpatrick. It, it took a while to catch on last year. Titans didn't want to use him even with the COVID issues that they had going on and all of the injury issues they had going yep. on on top of that. So Des is going to have to show a lot this offseason if he wants to contribute. I, I don't know what his ceiling is. I, I don't think it's even NWI. But, you know, if he can be healthy and, and be available, if somebody's to go down, that's great. They need to have trust in this fourth-round pick from just last year. He's, right. This is year two. He's got to take a step. And Derek says, Des looked like Dookie in camp, though. Market improvement somewhere should be noted. And Des looked fine at this time a year ago. Where Dez's issues came up were when the pads came on. There's no pads on right now. So again, he had a good day yesterday. What can he have a good day next week when they're back out there? Can he have a good mini camp in June? Can he have a good training camp when the pads are on and he's got to play physical NFL football against physical corners and DBs that the Titans have? So again, he is a wild card. Buck Rising did a show about this a couple nights ago with A to Z Sports Primetime. He's a wild card. Des Fitzpatrick is. If he, if he works out, then wow. But a lot of us thought the Titans were going to be drafting and signing free agents and trading to cut Des Fitzpatrick. So we'll see how that uh, transpires uh, throughout uh, the rest of the summer. One guy at Des Fitzpatrick position that is not – looking good is Traylon Burks. Mm. Traylon Burks continues to struggle. So we're going to ask you guys this question. What's your concern level with Traylon Burks being this limited at this point in the Titans offseason work? What is your concern level one through 10 with Traylon Burks being this limited at Titans OTAs? Uh, but real quick, let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Go check out that website, fbhp.com slash ATOZ, to get your process started today. Uh, Zach saved 20% plus a month on his health coverage. Jack, you're part of the Farm Bureau Health Plans family too, and you love the health coverage you're getting. So 200 plus locations across the state. 75 years of service to Tennesseans. So make sure you're you're doing what you can to save money and get better coverage for you. Again, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. My Franklin people need to walk in and ask for Victoria at Farm Bureau Health Plans. She will hook you up. There you go. Now, you know who else is going to hook you up? It's going to be A to Z Sports here on the BetMGM app. We've got a promo code you guys have got to take advantage of. 
Download the BetMGM app. Use that promo code you see on your screen right now, A to Z Sports. You'll get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your initial deposit. Risk-free bet up to $1,000. You can bet it on whatever you'd like. If you lose it, it's okay. You still got what you put in. No extra money is coming out of your account. If you win it, you get extra money going into your account. It's it's a no-lose situation. It's a win-win here with promo code A to Z Sports on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Yep, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligible requirements. Rewards issued with knowledgeable free bets or site credit. Free bets expiring seven days. For polling game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Jack, we asked the question here. What's your level of concern with Traylon Burks being this limited at Titans OTAs? And, Robert, how limited was he? <laughs> Traylon Burks is more one in one out than the bars on Broadway. Traylon Burks Ooh. goes one rep out one practice period inside back out for another practice period back inside. I nobody can keep track of it. It's like, we're watching Titans practice on the sideline and everybody's like, did 16 go in again? And like, yeah, yeah. He went in after, you know, such and such. Oh, oh well, he's back out here. Okay. Okay. Has he done any reps? Like it's, it's, it's like, constant you know somebody we're gonna have to like assign a Traylon Burks watch media member to see what reps he does and what reps he goes inside for and doesn't do and so mm-hmm. we we also don't know what's happening yesterday Vrabel was asked about conditioning he was asked about um his allergies anything else and Vrabel just basically didn't have a comment says everybody gets through it in different ways and It's just, that's not acceptable. It's like, and again, the power hour says coach Vrabel won't say it, but it's allergies. It's been terrible, but he'll be fine. Power hour. How do you know that it's allergies? How do you know this? That seems speculative. No, everybody who speculates allergies or asthma or whatever is just focusing on uh, the, the practice we're using inhaler. It was 60 degrees yesterday at practice. I was there. It was cold. I wish I wear pants, but I wore shorts. It was that chilly out there. And Burks was still going inside. And I'll say this about allergies, because I'm a person who is three months, over three months into allergy shots. I have another one this afternoon. There is zero pollen on those practice fields. There is no grass that produces pollen on the practice fields because it's playing turf. There are a limited amount of trees that produce pollen at that facility because there's construction, there's parking lots, there's a parking garage, there's buildings, and there's a lake. It's not like I go out there. I, I have had allergies for years. I have never had a bad allergy day at the Titans facility because they have turf that they produce with man-made things like it's it's i think it's this for matthew if i'm gonna speculate i think it's this i think it's post first round drift draft pick parade of eating and having fun celebrating your first round pick draft and you know you're out there partying too much and celebrating with your family and friends that's what I think it is. If anyone knows pollen, it is Austin Stanley from A to Z Sports. I'm Thank telling you. you guys, this guy knows his pollen, okay? Don't ever come at him with pollen stuff. But we had Darren Bates on the Tighten Up podcast yesterday. Dropped at midnight. It's out there, by the way. We talked about A.J. Brown's 
whole camp cancellation and, and what went on behind that. Darren Bates was caught in the crossfire with that. But he also talked a little bit about Traylon Burks towards the end of the interview. And I, I guess now's the time I'm going to go with my number. We're asking one to 10, right? Yes. What's your concern level right now? What's your concern level one to 10 uh, on Traylon Burks's, you know, situation with camp? He keeps leaving. He's been limited at, at OTAs. So I'm going two, and I'm, I'm going two because Darren Bates really swung me on this, right? Okay. I, I was disappointed to see Traylon Burks come in overweight, or not overweight, but out of shape, I guess, or overheated, whatever it was. But this continues to happen. Darren Bates made a good point. He said, man, it's rookie OTAs. Uh, he used some different language, but he said, who gives a damn about rookie OTA, rookie minicamp, and, and you know the OTAs that come that are now here? Um, he said by training camp, Traylon Burks is going to be 100% right. They're going to get him right by training camp, which is in late July, if I'm not mistaken. So late May is not it, it, sure. It's it's not great that he's still limited, but it's not the end of the world. You got to remember, Traylon Burks was doing two, three, four interviews a week with different teams leading up to the draft. And, and, you know, all of the stuff that follows being drafted. He's, you know, he's had to do a ton of stuff after that. There hadn't been a lot of time. You want Traylon Burks to be in shape. He was in shape for the combine, but he's not in practice shape. He's not in NFL OTA shape yet. He's yeah, not, but again, like, Jack, what many- about Roger McCreary, right? What about Roger McCreary, who did the same combine training, was a second-round pick, and is out there going through every rep? That's what about, fine. What about every other person? Robert, I, I, would, I would go out on a limb to say that Traylon Burks had a few more meetings set up than Roger McCreary. He had a few extra teams he had to go see than Roger McCreary did. I, I, I don't have an excuse for Traylon Burks. I'm just I saying. Don't doubt, I don't doubt that it's a, a complete. I, I subscribe to the draft process training makes you out of football shape. I subscribe to that. Um, but I don't. I just don't think it's this bad. Like, again, I'll say my joke one more time. He's Traylon Burks is more one and one out than the bars on Broadway. Like, it's like do two reps in a row. Okay, but it's also do day two, two of OTAs. Two. It's it's day two of OTAs. We I, don't I, need to do this. Isn't the end I, of again, the world. I, it's it's the problem is that it's stacking up. It was, just, not, it was just the first day of rookie minicamp and then day two of OTAs. It's not really stacking up. The sample size is so tiny. If this were to happen in late July during actual training camp, that's an issue. It's still late May. We're on day three today of the Titans OTAs. This is not a big deal. I'm saying two. I, I, I'm at a two on my that's level. Fine. And, 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 and I'll say moment. I'm at a four. Like I, I'm at a four. I'm not like freaking out, but I'm higher than you are. I'm at a four. Uh, and thank you, Cincinnati Titan, for saying I, I said preciseness earlier in the show. It's precision. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, uh, and then uh, I did see uh, 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 Jacob says there are more than one type of allergies. Yeah, there are forty-five things that you get tested for for allergies. I got pricked by every single one of them. This man not, is an expert. Uh, so again, like, and plus, like the guy, the guy grew up in Arkansas. It's not like the humidity and the heat in Nashville and Arkansas are that much different. You're right. And plus, it was sixty degrees yesterday. It was only eighty-four the first day. Like it was hot, but it wasn't that hot. Like, and so it's just frustrating because there's so much pressure on Traylon Burks for who he was drafted at or who is drafted to replace where he was drafted at. And the fact that he's the third first round pick in the string of Isaiah Wilson, Caleb Farley, Traylon Burks. 
there's a lot of uncontrollables that Traylon Burks is dealing with that are totally not his fault, right? Some of John Robinson's sins in the draft are coming up to catch up to Traylon Burks because Titans fans all of a sudden need a first-round pick to hit or else their heads are going to fall off, right? And, and this one's big because <coughs> – excuse me. <coughs> there's the allergies for you there. But the, uh, the Isaiah Wilson draft pick was a completely different situation than the Traylon Burks draft pick. The Isaiah Wilson, he was going to be drafted 29 overall. There was no spot for him to really start. It was a project, right? Traylon Burks, dude, they, they got to have you start now. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have an impact right now. If you ask me who are the top wide receivers, I mean, with Robert Woods being as limited as he is with his ACL, your boy NWI. My boy, it's my boy. You're right. You know, if you're if they're out there taking first team reps, then you see Robert Woods with a knee brace going slow, you know, comfortable speed for him at this point in NWI. That's it. Then, you know, what's the depth? There's not that much. Cody Hollister's out there working oh, a lot of reps too. Cody Nobody wants that. Nobody wants Cody Hollister taking meaningful snaps in the regular season for the Titans. You're right. I mean, right now, I guess of able bodies of guys that if the season started tomorrow, which it doesn't because it's still late yes, in May, totally. but it's it's probably NWI and Kyle Phillips. Those are the two guys you have the most confidence in heading out there. And then you have Traylon Burks as well. If he, you know, he's we mentioned. I think you made a good point, right? Traylon Burks is going to have a big role immediately. He's going to have to play a ton of snaps, so conditioning will be a factor for him once the season gets going. But Darren Bates, a guy who has played it, he's lived it, he's done it, he's went through all of it. He knows, and he said on the podcast that conditioning now, yeah, it, it, everybody should be in shape, but it's not a big deal. It's still so early, and by the time training camp rolls around, I get that. But, how, in, but that's when you start to worry. If I was talking to Darren Bates, I would ask him how many times was Darren Bates that out of shape, or he couldn't finish a, a practice in May. Because I guarantee Darren Bates would have been like, probably none. (laughs) Darren Bates is always ready. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Why? 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 Because Darren Bates has been a professional Mm -hmm. and shows up ready. And it's like everybody else, nobody else having this problem. That's the crazy thing. Nobody is having this problem except for the first round draft pick who's got a lot of pressure on him. I know, and you're and you're right, but I'll, you know, I, I I'm I'm with you, and I, I share some of the same concerns that you do, but I want to make sure that we're not jumping to Traylon Burks is out of shape, and it's you know it's getting no. too late. The season's coming up. We're not there yet. You no, know? no, no, no. Nobody, nobody. If anybody says the word "bust" with Traylon Burks, then disregard what that person says. Oh, please send me their address. I would like to. I would like and, to have a respectful who knows, conversation with them. Yeah, I don't even think Zach. Zach throws around the "bust" word often, and he's not even going to be doing that. I, mean, I don't yeah. think so. But give um, him some time. Give Traylon Burks some time mentally, physically. You know, <laughs> this this last couple of months have been a lot. We're still day three of OTAs or today. Media was not invited to day one of OTAs. So something could have happened there uh, or he could have, you know, practiced in full. I mean, so we're not getting to see a lot of them consistently. So I think we need to hold off on Traylon Burks. I'm not concerned whatsoever. I'm at a two. That's where I'm staying. Yeah. uh, Rude boy says AJ Brown wasn't in the best shape. His first OTAs, he was sloppy dropping balls, falling to the ground multiple times. He got chewed out by Arthur Smith, then got hurt. I mean, yeah, that's, that's basically what happened. Rude boy. But um, then AJ Brown happened after that. Yeah. But, you know, I I haven't even been able to watch Traylon Burks go through drills to see if he's got natural ability. Like, I have zero takes or opinions on Traylon Burks because I haven't I haven't seen enough. 
And like, at least AJ was out there. It, I, I like MB's comment. Don't get too high or low with anyone's shape right now. I think you got to have a golfer's mentality when, a, when, when kind of analyzing what the Titans and Traylon Burks, especially is doing in OTAs, you know, don't, if he has a great day, don't, he's not the next, you know, Jerry Rice. If he has a bad day, he's not Kelvin Benjamin, right? He's not a Popeye's biscuit away from becoming a tight end. We got to stay even keel here. I, we, we'd all love to see him out on the practice field more and, and, you know, to stay out there longer. But right now it's still, we're still so early in this thing. Give him some time. It'll take, there's an adjustment period. I, I know that he's struggling more than the rest of this rookie class, but let's just, let's just be patient here. And got a lot of time in front of us. Yeah. Honky Tonk says this draft is turning into a C minus quickly. I Honky Tonk, don't start that. We haven't seen them play one snap. <clears throat> I, and I and honestly, like I I like a lot of these guys. Like I really really like Kyle Phillips. I really really like Roger McCreary. I like Chig. I haven't seen a lot of Theo Chig. Jackson has a chance. To <clears throat> I really think Theo Jackson has a massive opportunity to have a significant role. I, I think on we this could team. be talking about the best day three John Robinson's ever had in the NFL draft by the end of this season. I think we could have that conversation seriously. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about Haskins is going to help you on special teams, if not backup running back. Uh, Chig will help you catch the ball at tight end. Phillips is going to do a whole lot more than just play in situational spots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one guy that I think is probably least, less likely to least likely to help is Chance Campbell. Oh, but, hey, you be careful when talking about. But, but I, I don't dislike Chance Campbell. Like that, I think again, like, but I just think the situation is that Chance Campbell's probably further back. You're right. That, that's the best Ole Miss, though. White Patrick Willis. He was the best player on the Ole Miss defense. He's going to be a special team stud, I guarantee you. Yeah. Uh, it, but you're right. Hour, He's probably not going to help them a lot. Fun uh, no, allergy tip. Eat a spoonful of local honey to beat allergies. It has to be local. Oh, yeah. That that was something I tried once upon a time. All right. It is eSports here live at uh, on this Wednesday. <laughs> I want to know all of the allergy remedies you've tried. The craziest one you've ever tried. Just get rid of those things. Um, I tried a concoction of <laughs> ginger, orange with the peel, lemon with the peel, turmeric, garlic, and some other stuff all blended up. Sugar and spice and everything nice in that thing. Yeah, I tried that and it gave me heartburn. Yeah, gosh. Everything else, you know, everything great. else I've tried. But that was the, I gave that about a two week, Op- opportunity and it just gave me heartburn every day. Yeah. I had it, I was supposed to take like a shot of it every day. Start the morning <clears throat> with some garlic. Oh god. No, I mean the most extreme thing I'm doing is allergy shots. That's like a that's <laughs> like a 18 month process. I got <laughs> we're fine right. for you in your fight. Hey, I'm doing I think I'm doing well. Best spring I've had ever. All right, it is esports here live. Let's go ahead and throw shade to wrap up the show. If you're watching on YouTube and you're normally a Facebook watcher, go ahead, like the show, subscribe to the channel as well. So give us a like, give us a subscribe there on the channel so you can get more of um, our YouTube content because we got a lot of videos that were out yesterday on our YouTube channel from practice videos, also uh, interviews with some players as well. Lawan had a great comment. Uh, Dylan Radin's uh, comment is coming out here later on this morning and much more uh, throughout the summer as well. But now time to throw shade. All right, Jack, I'll let you throw shade here to get things going. What is your shade? 
Oh, man. So uh, my shade is not at a real person, although some may think she's real. But I'm going I'm going at Mother Nature pretty hard today. Okay. Mother Nature, we, we just got through the allergy talk. That's not where I'm going here, okay? Mother Nature, specifically in the region of Hoover, Alabama. SEC baseball tournament's going on this week. It's going to be awesome, right? Tennessee is the overwhelming favorite. Arkansas has got a shot to win the thing. LSU as well. Vandy's still alive. But Mother Nature forced yesterday's elimination games. Today begins the double elimination tournament, right? But getting, but yesterday's games were all win or go home. So you, you've got your field set now. It's double elimination from here on out. But Vandy's game, due to rain, got pushed all the way back to, a I think it was an 11 o'clock start time, 10.30 start time. And the game didn't wrap up till 1 a.m. 1 a.m. and you're in a double elimination tournament. And oh, by the way, today... All you have to do is beat the number one team in the nation, the team that swept you at Hawkins Field earlier this season, the Tennessee Volunteers. That's all you have to do. And that game's scheduled for 3.30, but rain's likely going to push that back into the night, right? It's supposed to rain all day today. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. I'm tired of it. I, I want I want this SEC tournament to be a, a, as, as fair as possible. And when you look ahead to regionals, which come after this. I know that Vols fans, if you're watching, y'all are still getting used to how the schedule works in the postseason for college baseball. Uh-huh. Regionals are to follow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then there's super regionals. And then and there's then, super regionals. Yeah, and yeah. then you go to Omaha. Yeah. But I don't what yeah. I don't want is for anybody's staff to get overworked because they're having to pitch a couple of times within 24 hours. Sure. That's not what you want. You want one game, you want one game a day. And I get it, these lower seeds are going to be playing, you know, you know on tougher schedules than the teams that made today because the teams that made today earned a buy into double elimination. But the rain's going to really put some pitching staffs in some tough spots. I want everybody in the SEC, Tennessee included, to come out of this thing healthy, come out of this thing with guys rested and ready to contribute because I want to see the best teams and the best players on the field in regionals. So my shade goes to Mother Nature for throwing a wrench into those plans. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and I And I've heard people talk about like teams that, college baseball teams that have true national championship like admirations and goals do re- really don't want to win their conference tournament. No, you you, you don't want to overwork your guys. Yeah. Uh, that's you the situation wanna... that Vandy and Tim Corbin, they, while winning, it's awesome. It's sure. not everything, especially and especially for Tennessee. Well, situationally, could... right? Like, who yeah. cares? Like, the Tennessee, ha- t- Tennessee baseball team has <clears throat> national championship goals. Yeah. Who cares? And, about the SEC tournament. The Vols could lose both of their games, their first two games, and still have the number one overall seed. Yeah. So you got to really be careful with how you work, guys. Yeah, and you don't want to do the whole, like, well, it's better to lose one before you got to go into winning. You don't want to do that whole thing no. to get it out. Of, you don't want to create bad habits. Like, you want to continue to win because that's great. But, again, you don't want to overwork your pitching staff. If you lose, whoop-de-doo, you move on, and it's totally fine. A pitching staff, which, by the way, I mean, we talk about Tennessee's offense, but, man, those dudes who can hurl out there, I mean, we're talking Burns, Beam, Donger, those guys, and Joyce who throws 105 and a half. Give me a break. Get those guys – keep those guys' arms on ice because the real stuff starts next week. Yeah. Um, Chip says Mother Nature needs to attack the Whistler. Hey, hey, hey. You take it easy on the Whistler. Hey, no, that guy sucks. I would hate to have tickets behind the Whistler or in front of the Whistler. And that would ruin it. That would ruin a game for me. Like if you're in the stadium, he's driving you crazy. Like yeah, it's, it's Ryan really- Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill talked to the media yesterday, and for a couple minutes, there was a bird that <laughs> that 
planet itself on top of a light under the pavilion that would not stop chirping. And <laughs> at the, to the point where Tannehill stopped and looked up at the bird and was like, and we were all like, yeah, this thing just, it, it was. We need just, to get rid of that bird. Yes. Yeah, some Jared Puffer from the Titans just went and kind of waved it over, waved it off. And then it came back. But again, like, you know, the, the Vandy Whistler is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm I'm shocked that Corbin hasn't said anything to him. And it, now at this point, it's too late, right? You kind of just got to wait for him to retire. Retire. We'll call it retire. Yeah. Retire from baseball games. Mm-hmm. Throwing shade here. Jacob says the Whistler finally got called out yesterday in person. Yep. I did. I did see that video. Mints of yeah. uh, Ole Miss guy for Barstool. Pretty funny. Um, went up to him. It didn't look like the Whistler he was talking to though. You know, the I, I, I have to go watch it again. Back mullet. It didn't yeah. look like he was talking. Maybe there's another one. Maybe so. Maybe so. I do think uh, for throwing shade, uh, I think a lot of people hit it. Um, Eric, shade at what happened in Texas. Mm-hmm. All the madness has to stop. Robert, my shade is on these doofuses in Washington that sit on their lazy butts all day and do nothing to represent. Um, Keelan says, my shade is at the kids' school shooting. Um, uh, throwing shade at that monster yesterday afternoon. Run left says, can't believe this was my last shade as well, but the mass shootings are tragic and we have to do better. And I think the only appropriate thing to do is to end on that because that is also my shade. And I highly suggest you, you know, sports fans uh, go watch Steve Kerr and what he said before the Warriors game last night. Um, You know, you could really feel what Steve Kerr was saying and hopefully, um, the right people hear that stuff because um, it is despicable. And I, I don't have anything, you know, great enlightening to say about it, but yeah, that it really, I think everybody woke up this morning and spent yesterday afternoon distracted with a lot of different thoughts and feelings. So uh, that is, um, that is my shade. So yeah, uh, really tough way to, to wrap up, the show, but I think we all need to make sure we don't ignore what's happening and, and we all know um, what's going on. So hopefully we can all be better as a country and figure out how to actually fix this. So mm-hmm. that's how we'll wrap up this Wednesday. Jack, thanks for filling in for Zach this morning. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday morning. Also Buck rising live tonight. It is esports prime time. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Talk to you later.